you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Today's packed show, four reasons to have a lawyer help you with your real estate purchase. Oh my God, absolutely. And in studio is the premier commercial and residential attorney, yeah, Vince Arricchio. Also, should I buy or lease space? And what is NPV and IRR? Oh, this must be Teresa Mueller. She's the brains of this whole show. Um, And she's going to share with us her valuable advice in between her roller skating and having fun and telling jokes like she does when she goes to the NAR conventions. Yep, Teresa Mueller, the managing broker owner of the Trellium Group. And how realtors are really doing business now during the pandemic. I get asked that all the time. Well, we've got all the answers because in studio... To share with us her valuable stories is the premier broker and real estate ex- expert from App Properties. Yeah, Paula Avenham. And what we all can do to provide hope for small businesses in the holiday season. I love this. Uh, well, we got the owner and president of Commercial Lending X, Brad Hedick. Wow. And then tips for a stress-free holiday and to educate us, as he always does, is the premier certified financial planner from Country Financial. Yeah, Gary Browner. Happy Sunday, everybody. Good morning. Morning. Hey, Vince Arricchio, I got I have more than four reasons to have you help me with my real estate, but you've got four really good ones. Share those with us. Thank you. Well, I thank you. Thank you. Very enthusiastic. Good morning, you, Randy. Well, you know, I, I'm sure our radio audience doesn't know always what we talk offline, but before getting on the air, we were talking about some uh, relationship uh, uh, issues and how uh, with each relationship uh, we grow and we uh, learn to deal with it. Well, We just talked about with, that before uh, we came estate. on the air. Vince. Wait, we're still your friends even if we're not that great at golf? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, yes, you're still my friend. You're still my friend. But what a lot of people don't realize, Teresa, is that uh, you know, a real estate lawyer is a lot like a relationship coach. Uh, holding your holding your hand through uh, those rocky times and those tough relationships, but also also like a good therapist, a real estate attorney also helps uh, sweeten the experience. And when the deals are going well, it's like a beautiful romance. I bet you guys didn't know that. Either. Oh, I love you, Vince. <laughs> so here we go. See, we're, see hey, estate- hey, Vince. That's why we're both Italian. We're both passionate and romantic and sensitive. Wait, where's yes, the show yes, going we, right we, now? We love oh, that's to, right. It's a real uh, estate show. <laughs> real estate, relationships, they share a lot of the same letters. So, you know, we're all connected. <laughs> well said. But uh, some of the ways a real estate attorney, in the time we have left, uh, some of the ways a real estate attorney can help you with your purchase. Of course, they call it a contract negotiation support. So we help you uh, once the great realtors sign you up here in Illinois with the contract. Likewise, in Indiana, uh, the attorneys can get involved to assist with contract terms. And there's even sometimes a need to translate terms to uh, buyers, first-time buyers. There's even sometimes the need to modify terms. Um, not the purchase price, not commissions, but other parts of the deal relating to, hey, you want that furniture? You want that couch thrown in? Let's talk. Oh, you need more time or you want to change a date in the conference or working with your lender? Let's talk. So an attorney helps with contract support. 
Then the dreaded phrase, title insurance, number two. A lot of people don't know what's going on with title insurance. Some people call it fire insurance. Some people call it scam insurance. Well, Randy, you know as well as I do, it's not a scam. Uh, you need title insurance. And an attorney, whether buyer or seller, but here, as a purchase attorney, the purchaser uh, attorney will help you understand what kind of insurance you're getting. And my favorite story is, what if the seller doesn't really own the property? What if the seller's a fibber? Or actually, what happened in one no of my way. deals, the seller had a partner. The seller had uh, a fellow uh, uh, owner uh, who he hid from the contract originally, and there was a, a dispute that didn't show up on the title insurance. Wow. Or, or there could be lots of things that are not even related to the seller that they didn't even know about that could be on title. Yes, Teresa makes a good point. I'm not always going to, I represent sellers. I'm not going to call sellers bad people. I love sellers uh, as clients, but sometimes there's things sellers don't even know about. And title insurance assists uh, the buyer be protected and the seller uh, be above board, but also in some ways be protected that when they hand over the property to the buyer, there's all uh, uh, appropriately occurring. And then there's even um, the idea of liens. Um, oh my goodness, I got to tell you how many times I've had deals when the liens on the property didn't show up uh, until the last second or in the middle of the deal. And then a lawyer can help work with either the title company or the county recorder's office or the plumber or electrician who happens to appropriately so put a lien on the property. Hey, and a lot of times, if you don't have an attorney, sometimes there's like a deer in the headlight situation. Uh, uh, does the buyer go forward? Does uh, the buyer work with the sell? Does the buyer's attorney work with the seller's attorney or not to get rid of the lien? Sometimes sellers' attorneys are like, you know, what? I'm not going to spend my time on that lien. You know, you you buyer either buy the place or buyer's attorney. You're going to have to work on that. Hey Vince, and that's where yes, sir. I heard Indiana doesn't have to have a real estate attorney at closing, but Illinois you have to. What's the, what's up with that? How can you have a safe that's closing a without an attorney? The truth is, 99 of 100 people in Illinois use a lawyer. The dirty little secret, and it's out now once I say it, you don't have to, by law, use a lawyer in Illinois. Ooh, I and know I know that. I have no credibility. I know I'm the attorney saying this. I know it's my life's work. But the truth is, you should. You should, should, should. I recommend you have a lawyer. This is going to be the biggest uh, uh, purchase or biggest expenditure of people's lives. You should have a lawyer. Now, the reason they don't use lawyers in Indiana is because the wonderful real estate agents and the title company have taken over a lot of the tasks. But as I've said on your radio show before, Randy, I've gotten more business as a on a lawyer for opt-in buses for people who didn't use lawyers on the front end. Yeah, of the yeah. Uh, I mean easements, driveways, land disputes, border disputes, things that in Illinois the lawyers can't get right away. Uh, don't get caught in Indiana. And it's, I'm not ripping or, or, or ridiculing anyone in Indiana, wonderful service providers, but even Indiana buyers, you're spending all this money. You don't have to use my office, but get an attorney to look at it and help you. Hey, so Vince. I do recommend it in Indiana, too. And thank you for bringing that up. Hey, hey Vince, Vince, how can somebody get a hold of you for your checklist about the four reasons to have a lawyer help you with your real estate purchase? Sure, sure. Um, please, uh, anytime you can go to our website, 
reallawchicago.com, or you can call our main line at 312-263-0010. We are, as you know, the Riccio Law Offices, and we like to say it's where the law gets real, Randy. Thank you so much. That's Vince Oricchio. You can also go out to the website, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. His whole biography is there, testimonies. Wow. Vince Oricchio, the premier uh, commercial and residential attorney. Thank you. And um, speaking of great information, should I buy or lease space? And what is NPV and IRR? Uh, and she's not roller skating or having fun or telling jokes, but maybe she will. Teresa Mueller, the managing broker, owner of the Trellium Group. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. Thanks a bunch, Randy. So, right, the last couple of weeks I blabbed on about what was happening at the Realtor Conference. But, like, what happens in the real world? What are some of the things that we're doing? And uh, many of my many of the listeners here may know that I do some tenant rep for businesses. And we're not always looking for the right space, the right location, but also trying to determine, do they buy or lease the space? So I'll go through a couple examples um, after I talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages. Um, But if you were to kind of look at, uh, all right, I have a business, I'm opening up, what would you think would be some of the advantages or disadvantages to buying or leasing? Like what's something that's top of your mind? Any ideas? Uh, Price per square footage. Okay. Location. Location. Okay, so let's talk about first with leasing, all right? I have a very long list of advantages and disadvantages for both leasing or owning. But in leasing, you are renting the space from someone else, right? So what are some of the advantages? Uh, Certainly um, cash in terms of availability and flexibility with cash. So if you're leasing, you're probably not putting a huge chunk down towards a mortgage uh, to buy the property, and you can use that cash in a different way. Um, tax, depending on, uh, there are tax advantages for both, but for leasing, you can potentially write off more, you know, it's a little bit more difficult on the own side. Uh, location, you might be able to get a better location than you could otherwise afford if you're leasing. Um, another one is flexibility. Uh, whether you, you know, especially if you're a newer business, it gives you the flexibility to expand or contract depending on what's happening with your business. You know, Teresa, I don't want to rush you at all. You have this valuable list here, and I'm getting an education, as I always do, should I buy or lease. Um, We're coming up to a quick break. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Thank you all so much for making this your Sunday habit. Where did this year go? I love December. And uh, we'll be right back with more of Teresa Mueller. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's so good, it's so good. And it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Um, I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And just before the break, we were going over some valuable information. Should I buy or lease? Well, this question is brought up all the time in real estate. Uh, and we've got in studio Teresa Mueller, the managing broker owner of the Trellium Group. Thanks, Randy. So I started talking about what some of the advantages of leasing are. Uh, If I were to move along, uh, let's talk about some of the disadvantages of leasing. Uh, Biggest is loss of control, right? You don't you can't control everything with the property. You can't control what tenants are coming in and out. And then, of course, on a long term, typically uh, there's more cash in your pocket. Uh, if we get to the NPV, which I'll talk about in a little bit, um, it, from a long-term investment perspective. 
owning, of course, you do have a lot more control of what happens with the property and what you could do with tenants. Uh, there's also uh, different types of tax implications. And of course, I, you know, I only play an accountant on TV, but always talk to your accountant and, you know, what are the advantages and disadvantages leasing versus owning uh, in terms of tax basis. Appreciation. Now, um, we all know this in the residential side, we see appreciation. But on the commercial side, if, especially if you grow that business and sell it as a business, you can have a better return on investment and have an, a great appreciation if you own that property. Um, and then you may have other spaces there that you can be income producing or the way the tax is set off. And I can give another example on that um, in terms of income producing. And so we talked about control. Of course, uh some of the disadvantages are access to capital because you have that tied up in the property uh, and a little less flexibility uh, and say if your business contracts expands, you know, you have to sell that property. Now, what's NPV and IRR? People are like, what the heck is that? So there's a way, a financial way, and I'm not going to go through every detail um, and you can call me offline to talk about this, but NPV is the net present value. It's saying, okay, take all the income and all your costs and bring it to the present value and compare the alternatives, right? Uh, Both from a leasing and buying different projects. And then there's also something called IRR, internal rate of return, where you compare the percentage that you're getting back in different um, projects. So my degree is in engineering. I actually taught the cost in class of engineering econ. So you can either take my class or you could hire me to help you with this kind of stuff if you're trying to do a financial analysis. But I have three quick examples of clients that I'm working with that are have different types of scenarios. So one is a salon personal care. They are going to, they're choosing to rent. It's very high tenant improvement costs up front. So it doesn't make sense for them to buy, right? And they're also subleasing to other personal care. So for them, that was their decision is to just lease. Um, and they have that flexibility if it's not working out in a particular location, et cetera. Um, another is I have a client, like a jewelry client right now, and they may choose, since we're looking in downtown areas, if there's a small building with a storefront on top and a, uh, you know, an apartment on, t- um, I'm sorry, storefront on the bottom, apartment on the top, you know, they are probably not going to expand and contract a lot. Uh, in terms of the jewelry business. This is a new concept, so I'm really looking forward to this. But they may buy a building because uh, they don't have as much cost in the build-out, okay? And then, if you remember, I brought a film producer on here uh, a few months ago. He bought that studio space because for him, it made sense for when he's renting it, he's from moving it from one pocket to the next, but also when he's not using that studio space, he can rent to other producers, right? So that's another form of income. So you kind of have to look at your situation to say, uh, what makes sense for my business going forward, whether you're a new business, an ongoing business, and sometimes it's a sale, so I could talk about that in another episode. Um, so what do I always say at the end of my segments, Randy? Well, you're not at the end right now. I think oh. you've got another minute left. Oh, all right. Well, let me just recap real quick on advantages and disadvantages. Advantages and disadvantages. So when you lease, it gives you a lot more flexibility uh, a lot more access to capital, and you know it just may may make things a little less stressful. When you own, there's a lot more stake into it. You do have more control, but there is a long term profitability profitability potential. And so, when looking at your different circumstances, um, I can calculate the NPR or IRR to say, hey. Let's look at what the options are available, depending on location, costs, you, you, what your expected income and costs are. I can look at that and say, okay, bring everything to the present value and 
compare the alternatives or alternatively look at the two cash streams and say which one produces a better uh, interest rate or return on investment. So I want to answer that question. What was it? Oh, why do I always say at the end of my segments? Worrying is a waste of total total waste of time. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and this, what else? Yeah, worrying is not useful. This too shall pass. Be thankful. And if you need help with anything commercial real estate, I'm always happy to help. You'll find me somewhere on social media, right? Well, how can somebody get a hold of you? They can uh, find me Twitter, uh, Facebook, tre- uh, LinkedIn, uh, all those, and my webpage, which is trellium.com, as well as my phone, which you can either call, text, send me whatever, 630-715-9999. Thanks a bunch, Randy. Teresa Mueller, wow. And uh, you want to see her right now. Um, she's got a face for TV, so get out to uh, <laughs> Facebook right now this morning, Sunday morning. Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. I have videos of everybody in the studio. Thank you so Thanks. much for the education. As well. Yeah, she's an engineer, <laughs> master's engineer degree, and she's doing real estate. But that's From why your vibe, yeah. might I say. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, here's a great subject. How are realtors doing business now during the pandemic? Well, it's a good question. And in studio with us to share us her valuable story is the premier broker and real estate expert from App Properties. Yeah, Paula Avenham. Well, hello, Randy. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Good morning. What's going on? So, boy, so real estate experienced some significant challenges during the first several months of the pandemic. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, And so we, you know, we witnessed a remarkable V-shaped recovery in the housing market um, and sales. But by necessity, by the beginning, and now by design, technology is taking a much more important... Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Beautiful. Okay, great. So, um, and it has affected everyone in, in the housing market. That's from realtors to you know, commercial brokers, managing brokers, lenders, attorneys, um, and we've all had to adapt. So, you know, some people say that they are not tech savvy. That that phrase does not exist, cannot exist in today's um, world with the pandemic. So, the good thing is that for realtors, um, we had a shift from live open houses to uh, 3D virtual tours initially, which actually ended up being a neat yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, uh, sellers were obviously very hesitant to have anyone come through their home. Um, they didn't want to have live tours, which we're used to to doing. And that's how we sell a home, basically, is we either... You, you know, know what? I love that uh, virtual tour online. It saves it me a lot of time because maybe you have 10 houses I never want to drive by anyways. Oh, well, and residential side, it was always sort of on top of this. The commercial side has not been as good. But when this started, right away, I went to my office space at Estuary Center on 75th, and I just started showing all the different uh, office spaces. You want to come in? This is what's available for you when you're ready to go back to the office. I love it. And great point. So that's exactly what I'm going to get to is that we had to use technology, became our favorite, our best friend. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, I was take we would do, we would switch up and do the 3D live, live tours. And what the neat thing about the 3D live tours is that we could actually stage them virtually. So sellers are like, sign me up, I'm in. And you get this great lighting, you get this beautiful furniture. And so that was great. And then also on the buyer side who didn't, buyers who didn't want to go out and go to homes and look because they were afraid as well. We could actually show them these virtual tours, which was great. And then they could narrow it down instead of going out and driving around, like you were saying, Randy, wasting a lot of time. They would narrow it down online to two or three properties. It was really, it's really interesting how this all kind of worked out. And then, um, like you were saying, Teresa, is that sometimes when, you know, when things started to open up a little bit more, then I could actually go to a home and do a 
put my face, my face, my WhatsApp or my FaceTime on, you know, on my phone and actually do a live virtual tour. Because sometimes buyers were like, okay, the 3D is fine, but now we're opening up a little bit. Can you actually go into the property and connect with me live? And I actually ended up selling, well, not selling, we didn't go under contract, but I had buyers. FaceTime on your phone? You connected live? We were connected live. Beautiful. They were in Ohio. And they can ask questions, and if other people are watching, they can see those questions being answered. It was really... Although you have to be a one-woman show, (laughs) right? Like You have to like show the floor plan, answer questions. Do I look okay? (laughs) It was like a whole production crew in one, right? Yeah, well said. But we know how to do that stuff, so (laughs) we're good at it, right? So really interesting. And yes, I had these uh, buyers from uh, Ohio that they were one of my FaceTime people, clients, buyers, and they ended up coming into Chicago or uh, Northbrook. They went under contract a few weeks later. So that was a great um, learning experience for everyone. You know what? I want to have more of a learning experience with you, but we're coming up to a quick break. Oh, my gosh. You'll hear more. Paula Avenham from Ad Properties. Great information, as always. Uh, I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning. 8 to 9 a.m. on AM 560 The Answer. We come back more of Paula Avenham with At Properties. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. I like salsa dancing. I like it like that. Don't listen to me sing because I can't. Uh, but I'll be reminded, Rand, this is a talk show. Stop dancing and uh, start talking. But, oh, we have a blast in the studio. Don't we play good music? And we're having a lot of fun here this Sunday morning. Uh, right before the break, we've got the premier broker and real estate expert from App Properties. Yeah, Paula Avenham. And she was talking about how realtors are doing business during the pandemic. And, and, and Paula, maybe you just want to uh, recap what you were talking about uh I know they started out with what social media, social media, and then we were, we uh, relied heavily on the three D virtual tours, um, which were actually very successful, and they are not going anywhere anytime soon. I think they're here to stay. And what's actually. the other name for that? Where people go in with these cameras that take three Ds of all the rooms, so you go. So you're doing like a live FaceTime. The, okay. Uh, walkthroughs of these homes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So amazing. And those were actually really pop, became very um, popular and people really could relate because you actually would have your buyers on the phone and the agent was walking through a home and walking them through like a tour, right? So you actually walk them through every room, give an explanation. They can see the lighting. You can take them outside. You can take them to the garage. Um, so it's not limited. And if you need to go backwards and go to another room to show, you know, show them more space, it's obviously, you know, doable. So that was really a big help. And then, you know, you start to fast forward where the market, uh, the you know, things started to open up a little bit more. I'd say call it maybe like May. Um, we started doing uh, live open houses, and that changed as well. Of course, that was um, there were forms that needed to be signed before the showings, called you know the COVID nineteen forms. It was a waiver, and um, so that was important that everyone signed that before they actually entered a property. And then we made sure that everyone had masks, and that was reiterated, you know, on our MLS. You know, months later now, everybody's used to it. It's like nothing. Everybody's going through life. You put the mask on, you go view a house, you do your virtual tours at home before you go out. It's all pretty uh, 
it's it's in sync now. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Again, I was saying before the break that you know anyone that uh, you know would say that they're not tech savvy, really, that kind of that phrase has kind of just gone to the wayside, and rightfully so um, because we are leaning heavily on technology to help us get through these times. And like I said, it's actually here to stay. So not only in the real estate, I mean, it's I'm, time efficient, isn't it? It's time. Oh efficient. My gosh. And I think people now also the other side of it, not just with the showings is that, you know, realtors stay in close contact with their clients, um, whether they're buyers or sellers and, you know, picking up the phone is fine, but sometimes they want to see you. So what we started doing, of course, and not just on the real estate um, spectrum is zoom. Zoom, or all, it. Yeah, yeah, and it's been great, and people have stayed connected. Um, you know, you can check in on your clients, you can set up appointments, you can have a whole big group of people in, you have attorneys. And, and that, Paula, how can somebody get a hold of you if they want some more great information of how to... Because some people are still by themselves and they're afraid, yeah. and they might be, need to be guided, but you can help them easily. I would love to help How them. can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can call me at 773 988 Seven three four one, or definitely text me, or you can uh, go on to the appproperties.com website and look up my profile, and you can send me an email that way as well. And I would love to hear from you, and I'm here to help you. Yeah, or just get out to Facebook right now this morning. I have videos of everybody in the studio. Um, I've been, it's been said that when they look at our website, everybody on my show, uh, they have faces for TV, not radio. So get out to Facebook, look at Real Estate Revealed. Uh, on Facebook, with videos of everybody in the studio. Also, get out to the webpage, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. You could vet everybody on the show, testimonies, information, podcasts, just great information. And speaking of great information, um, what can we do to provide hope for small businesses in the holiday season? I love this. And we've got the president and owner of Commercial Lending X in studio, Brad Heddick. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, before I dive into the topic today, I just want to mention we do commercial lending, and I am getting this question a lot right now. Is it still possible to get deals done before year end? And quite frankly, if you want a conventional bank deal, some sort of SBA loan, it's probably now earliest going to be sometime mid-January to potentially even February 1st to close on a transaction like that. With one exception, um, if somebody needs to close a transaction quickly and they're willing to use a private funding source, hard money loan, those deals are still getting done. Um, we, we got a deal approved last week that we will definitely close by the end of the year. So that there is that option out there if anybody wanted to know that or needs it. But what I really want to talk to today is about providing hope to small business owners. Most of our customers are smart, small business owners or they're owners of uh, investment properties, typically smaller investment properties, or maybe even some larger retail centers that have uh, you know, large retail tenants in them or restaurants in them. And small business owners have been hit very hard by the pandemic. And with the holiday season among, upon us, as we all know, a lot of people are going to shop from the big boys. They're, they're going to use Amazon. They're going to use Walmart. They're going to use Target. Why? Because they have the big pickup services and they can buy um, or they'll deliver it to you directly. I'm just trying to ask that most people, if you know there's something you need or want to buy, try to go out and find the local retailer that sells it, whether it's a small bookstore, um, a small retailer. And you know what, Brad, we're coming to a quick break, and I don't want to rush you at all, but I agree. Support local businesses. That's important. Too many businesses are going out of, out of uh, because of a lot of politics. Too many small businesses are going out of business, and they should not, and we should support them. 
Hey, you're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show. So we come back more of Brad Heddock, the owner and president of Commercial Lending X. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. It's not on news you want to be Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning on AM 560 The Answer. I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host. Happy Sunday morning. And right before the break, we were going over some great tips on, this is important, everybody, what we all can do to provide hope for small businesses in the holiday season. And the president and owner of Commercial Lending X, Brad Heddock, was talking about, I know you're doing Amazon and all these other stores online, but if it's something that's locally, go to your local vendor, Right. Uh, that's exactly it. You know, we're trying to help our small business clients. Uh, if, if it's a game, if it's a book, if it's a, a toy or whatever it may be, um, go to that local local store that's uh, local in your community. Look up online, find out who is selling that local, and go buy it. And the reason why that's so important is on a number number of fronts. The first is you're keeping local people employed in your community. The second is you get local sales tax revenue that is going to go into your local community and support it. And third, you've got uh, real estate owners who are leasing that property. They could be a neighbor of yours that owns that property, is leasing it to that retail business, and uh, they need that rental income to keep that property going. So it's very important that we buy local. You know, not that Amazon's the big bad boy. I'm not saying that. They serve their role. But a lot of people don't realize that when Amazon finds a product that is selling really well from a vendor, they then try to bring that product in internally and compete against that vendor. So the second thing I recommend you to do is if you can't find it from a local vendor and you are going to buy it online, don't buy it directly from Amazon, but buy it from a, a, a vendor that sells through Amazon. That way you are helping another small business that could benefit from that sale and help support their community. And then the last thing is, is it's easy for all of us to order fast food through a drive through or a fast <clears throat> casual restaurant, but the restaurants that are most in danger right now are the sit-down restaurants. So if you're having that nice family dinner, if you're having friends over, don't order the fast food. Go ahead and place an order with the nice sit-down restaurant. And, and I know sometimes it's a little hard. You don't like carrying the steak out. You want that fresh and served to you. But go ahead and carry out that higher-end meal. Because if we don't do that, a lot of these sit-down restaurants aren't going to be here when we're done with the pandemic. So... I'm just and I'm encouraging everybody to do this. I recommend tell your friends, family, um, let them know that you're not afraid to go to the mall and buy stuff. Even if you are buying it from the big box store at the mall, at least you're supporting local jobs, local sales tax red revenue, and local real estate in doing so. Oh, I agree with that, Brad. I mean, my wife and I, Judy, we do that two or three times a week. We bring home something from a local restaurant for dinner that night. Back in May, when the lockdown was there, I went to Bonefish Grill. They have bundles. You bundle up, you get a discount on getting entrees with sides. And then I went to uh, Chick-fil-A drive through And then I went to the local, to the uh, pizza place in uh, Orland Park. I, I supported them, Anthony's. I mean, I did it. I went out. I mean, I'm on my couch having, I want, I went out and I got it. And why not? I mean, support the local business. But Brad had a great point. How can somebody get a hold of you, Brad? Uh, best way is phone 630 988 Five, two, or check us out online, Commercial Lending X. That's X is an X-ray.com. And I've got videos of Brad Heddock in the studio right now. Just get out to Facebook, Real Estate Revealed. Also, tips for a stress-free holiday. Oh, I need this. I need this. 
Uh, and so does everybody else, really. Well, we've got the premier certified financial planner from Country Financial. Yeah, Gary Bronner in studio. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, Randy. Good morning, Brad. Morning. Yeah, these tips for a stress-free holiday was just coming from a Country Financial survey found that finances are the leading stressor for Americans during the holidays, followed by finding the right gifts. Financing, you said? Finances is the number one? Yes. Okay. And also having enough time to do it all. It's tough to find a balance between joining in the magic of the holiday while also trying to stay on a budget. First, have a candid conversation with your partner about your holiday budget. A recent survey found that nearly a quarter of divorces are due to money issues. Having an honest, open conversation about how much you can realistically spend on gifts this holiday season will help to create clarity and set expectations for those gifts. Use this time to get on the same page about how much you plan to spend on your children and other family members and where you can cut back. And be sure you're spending the same amount on your spouse that they're spending on you, right? Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Create a holiday budget as soon as possible and write it down. Set limits, right, for gifting. Set limits, yeah. Uh, My daughter always wants to set a higher limit. Even though she's 20 years old, she still sends us her list by email every year. And so we got that, and we're working on that right now. Um, Did you know writing down your budget increases the chances you'll stick to it? Don't forget all of those holiday extras that sneak up on you and surprise you. Decorations, holiday cards, end-of-year charitable gifts, etc. Another thing about charitable gifts at the end of the year, you you don't necessarily have to be monetary gifts. Uh, My wife and I, about four or five years ago with our two children uh, who are teenagers, we started delivering Christmas dinners for the local charity. And because Christmas was no longer the big expectation of waiting downstairs as the kids come down the stairways. It was just a matter of let's do something together, the four of us, and then we'll go and have dinner with the family afterwards in this in this sense. So that charitable gift doesn't always have to be a monetary gift. Volunteering is, is, is worth just as much as that monetary gift. Uh, check in on your budget throughout the season to be sure you're staying on track and make adjustments when needed. And lastly, involve your family to stay on track and share responsibility. According to another country financial survey, some parents would rather go to the dentist or pay a speeding ticket than talk with their kids about money. Really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. No, that's one thing. My wife and I, we always talked about budgeting and spending money and investing with our kids. And so they're, I, I feel they are ahead of the loop in that respect. Absolutely. Okay. Hey, Versus, you know what? I don't want to rush you at all. We're coming to a quick break. This is valuable information. Sticking to a budget during the holidays because that really can make it stress less stressful because, like you said, finances is the number one thing in stress and divorce, holidays and not. So, hey, thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. on AM 560 The Answer. We come back, more of Gary Bronner, Certified Financial Planner, Country Financial. Back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Parcella. You're like heaven and earth, can't take my eyes off of you, you're too good to be true. Oh my gosh, I can't sing at all, but I can dance, isn't that a great song? We play great music throughout the show, I love it. We're having a blast every Sunday morning with you. And right before the break, we were going over how to have a stress less stressful um, holiday season with our certified financial planner from Country Financial, Gary Bronner. Gary, maybe you want to recap what you were talking about. Yeah, and lastly, the thing I was mentioning is like involve your family to stay track and share that responsibility of working your budget for, during the holiday season. 
according to another uh, country financial survey that we had, some parents would rather go to the dentist or pay a speeding ticket than talk with their kids about money. But the holidays are a great time to, keep, to teach your kids valuable money lessons. Take your kids shopping for their siblings and others on their, on their list, like their teachers or cousins, and help them to also choose gifts for those in need. Uh, giving them cash in an envelope is an impactful way to teach them to budget and understand the value of money. But it's just, I just think the, the main thing is, is showing, that, as we know what we're finding out too, is just the, the holiday season is its, its own little gift in that respect of getting, getting being able to go out with other people, just meet other people, because especially during these pandemic times, it's been too much of this. You know what? I love time together with each right. other. I don't want to know, think I have to spend 500 on you and 500 on me. Why don't we get together, like you said, yeah. do some volunteering with your family, go out to the local business, bring some food home, mm-hmm. sit in front of the family room fireplace. Let's talk about life and each other. Right, exactly. It doesn't cost anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, next, next Wednesday, uh, I am going to be going out and uh, I volunteer my time in driving people. Uh, this one elderly lady in our my small town of Lamont, she I drive her to the kidney uh, dialysis uh, place in our in Lamont. So we uh, and it's it's only about a half a block from my home. So then I just go home, sit there for four hours. I can do my work at home. Nice. As we all not can do as we all know we can do nowadays. Gary, you're such a nice guy. Most financial planners aren't as sweet <laughs> as you, I don't think. But uh, how could somebody get a hold of you, sir? Okay, well you can reach me on my phone six three zero eight six three. Four seven seven five. You can also visit the Real Estate Reveal uh, web- website and see my profile there and click on that. Or you can go to my website at countryfinancial.com forward slash Gary Broner. And you know what? One of the great things I like about you, Gary, you're not all about money and financing. You're about helping others and relationships. And that's why you're so successful. Thank you. Absolutely. So, um, wow, what a show. Is it almost over? Oh, my gosh. Um, we're having a blast. We love bringing in everybody valuable content and information each week to make your life stress-free going through this real estate and mortgage market, whether it's commercial, whether it's industrial, retail, uh, and real estate law. Wow, what a show we just had. And if you missed any part of today's show, tomorrow, Monday afternoon, get out to the website, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com, and I've got, you can listen to the show over and over. In fact, it's a free library of information. I have a whole year of shows on there if you missed them. And I want to thank some of the other co-hosts who are not here, but they will be here uh, next week. Pat Canone, mortgage loan consultant from the Loan Depot. Sandra Wright, real estate broker from Chicago Properties. Mark Ainley, property manager from GC Realty. Don Maganotti, realty, <laughs> realtor broker from Rossi, Ta- Rossi and Taylor Real Estate in Northwest Indiana. And, of course, our great Debbie Schreiner, the premier producer here at AM56 of The Answer. Um, and like I said, uh, if you have any more further questions about the show, suggestions, keep emailing us. This is We work for you. This show is all about you. It's not about us. And you know what? I always like to finish the show with inspirational quotes if you're following me on Facebook. Um, do you know what? A mistake repeated more than once is a decision. Okay? Let me say that again. A mistake Repeated more than once is a decision. Enough said on that one. Hey, um, destroy the idea that you have to be constantly working or grinding in order to be successful. No. Embrace the concept that rest, recovery, and reflection are essential parts of the progress towards a successful and ultimately happy life. And you know what? Anything that costs you your peace 
is too expensive. So be true to yourself always. And you know what? To make a difference in someone's world, you don't have to be amazing, rich, talented, or beautiful, or perfect. You just have to be you and care. Can't wait to see you next Sunday again on AM 560 The Answer, Real Estate Revealed.